Well, look, we're going to get right into the word as it just, we're going to continue to flow. The worship team is going to come back up in a little bit. In a few minutes, I have a, a, and that was just, I love, 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 love how the Lord does that. That's a, that's a great introduction to the word I want to share uh, tonight. Matter of fact, I was just telling Nathan, I said, man, I hadn't told him before anything what, what, what the message was, uh, except for my last point. He asked me to shoot him my last point so he knew when to come back up. But I was going to ask him to sing that song at the end. And when I just said, hey, can you do one more fast song? And he said, sure. And it was that song. Don't you love how the Holy Ghost does that? Come on. He, they, they didn't even know it, but they just, they just uh, sang my introduction for him. Amen. Come on. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 14. 1 Samuel 14, and I'm going to begin reading in, in verse 1. We're going to read uh, a good chunk of this story, share a few thoughts with you, and then we're going to finish out reading. And like I said, we're going, to, we're going to finish tonight the way we began. Amen? Come on, worship is warfare. Prayer is warfare. Amen? 1 Samuel 14. Beginning in verse 1, it says, One day Jonathan, Jonathan being King Saul's son, said to his armor bearer, Come on, let's go over to where the Philistines have their outposts. But Jonathan did not tell his father what he was doing. Meanwhile, Saul and his 600 men were camped on the outskirts of Gibeah around the pomegranate tree at Migron. Now drop down to the last part of verse 3. No one realized that Jonathan had left the Israelite camp to reach the Philistine outpost. Jonathan had to go down between two rocky cliffs that were called Bozes and Sena. The cliff on the north, the cliff on the north was in front of Michmash, and the one on the south was in front of Geba. Let's go across to the outpost of those pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. Do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I'm with you completely, whatever you decide. All right, then, Jonathan told him. We will cross over and let them see us. If they say to us, stay where you are or we'll kill you, then we will stop and not go up to them. But if they say, come, come up, and fight, then we will go up. That will be the Lord's sign that he will help us defeat them. When the Philistines saw them coming, they shouted, Look, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Then the men from the outpost shouted to Jonathan, Come on up here and we'll teach you a lesson. Come on, climb right behind me, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, for the Lord will help us defeat them. So they climbed up using both hands and feet, and the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer, killed those who came behind them. They killed some 20 men in all, and their bodies were scattered over about a half an acre. Suddenly, panic broke out in the Philistine army, both in the camp and in the field, including even the outposts and raiding parties. And just then, an earthquake struck, and everyone was terrified. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is awesome, powerful, that your word is the ammunition that we need in the battle, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, just as when you were tempted by the devil, you used the word of God to overcome and to be victorious. So, Father, we thank you as we continue to war in the spirit, Lord, not only tonight, but these weeks and months and and the rest of our lives. We thank you that your word has given us the ammunition we need, that your word and the ammo sink down in us. May we be cocked, locked, and ready to go, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. This story shows us something important and powerful about spiritual warfare. When you have at least 
one more person warring with you, you could obtain great victories. Come on, somebody. When you have even just one more person, we know the power of agreement. The power of agreement. You know, and, and we need to do warfare on our own. Pastor Ty has been encouraging us. I heard Pastor Rob had an awesome word last week. I heard he blew it out, blew it out the park. You know, we, that we've been encouraging and, and, and going in the vein of warfare and he led prayer on Sundays. Listen, and you, we need to do war on our own in our daily time and in our individual time. But that's why Pastor Todd and all of us are encouraging us as a church to get into the battle. Amen. To, to war, whether it be at prayer meetings, Wednesday night, Sunday, or whenever the case may be, when we have prayer and fast, and we're going to have some more prayer meetings in the summer where we're going to come together and pray and fast. There's something about being in agreement. And listen, this story, story encourages us. We don't need a whole bunch of people, just one more person to have you back. I love how, how Saul says that. He says, hey, look, climb up right behind me. In other words, get my back, brother. That's all I need. Get my back, and we're going to be good. Amen? So this story shows us this important point. The name of this message tonight is um, uh, many warriors are only a few. Many warriors are only a few. There can be many of us, but I'm going to show how tonight through this, how, how only a few, even specifically in this story, was only two can do much. We know that Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says this, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying together, close together, can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But listen to this. But two can stand back to back and conquer. That's exactly what Jonathan and his armor bearer did, right? They stood back to back and conquered. And I love this. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. When it's you, one other person, and the Lord, that's a hard team to defeat. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say it this way. That's an impossible team to defeat. Come on, somebody. When it's you, a like-minded brother or sister, which we're going to get into, and the Lord himself, that's, that's an impossible. That, you can, you can uh, post the undefeated record till eternity. Amen. There are a few things that we can learn from this story. Number one, and that's what this is where I, I thought about this song before even asking him, he played it. Number one, the Lord will help us and is fighting with us. Amen? Or is fighting for us. He's right here in the story we see 1 Samuel 14, 6. He says, let's go across to the outposts of those pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us for nothing can hinder the Lord. I think somebody needs to hear just that right there tonight. Nothing can hinder the Lord. It don't matter how big, how long it's been going on. Listen to me, church. Nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. And this is the key. We got to remember, he can win the battle. We, we can't get, that's why it's called spiritual warfare. Don't try to war in the flesh and in your emotions and in your mind. Amen? 
You're going to lose every time. We know whenever people try to battle uh, spiritual demonic forces, a lot of us are familiar. There's a story in the book of Acts about the seven sons of Sceva. It says Paul and them were going around and they were casting out demons. So there was uh, this Jewish leader named Sceva and there was, he had seven sons. And they started going around trying to do warfare and trying to cast out demons. And they were saying, hey, we, we, we command you to come out in the name of, of Jesus that Paul speaks of. Well, they wasn't in covenant with Jesus. They didn't have the spirit of God in them. They were trying to do it by their what they thought they heard and some information and to do it the same way. The Bible says that the demons jumped on them and beat them up and they ran off all beat up, broken, busted, and naked. That's a good picture of what happens when we try to war without the Lord's help. Amen? The Lord is fighting for us. The Lord is fighting with us. He can win a battle. Whether he has many or few. Listen, like Jonathan, we are just an instrument in his hands. In essence, we are the, the weapons he's using. Amen? He has given us weapons, but, but he has put us on the earth as part of, and we're, we're staying in the vein. We are his children, we are his servants, but we are his soldiers as well. Amen? Come on, I, 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 didn't, I don't know if y'all believe that. We are his children, we are his servants, but we are his soldiers as well. Whether you, you, you knew it or not, when you got saved, I know Pastor Todd says this, to reiterate, you signed up into the greatest army on the earth. Amen? <coughs> Excuse me. Second Chronicles 3.28 says, He may have a great army, but they are merely men. We have the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles for us. You know what? Satan might have a, a, a mighty army, you know, but that there, there, his, his, his demons, his, his, uh, rank cannot even come close to what the Lord has. He says, we have the Lord our God and he will help us and fight our battles for us. I love this. And, and, and you know, cause we, we gotta look at, as we talk about warfare and the Lord fighting for us, well, well, the Lord, but he is our father, but you know, uh, he, he's the good shepherd. He is all of those things too, but we can't stop short. The Lord has many attributes. And one of them, as, as, and if you don't know this moving forward in this message in your life is in Exodus 15, three, that says the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Amen. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. We have to understand that the God we serve is a mighty warrior. Amen. And that he has called us, ordained us, enlisted us and empowered us. To do warfare. And not only to do warfare, to be successful in the battles. Amen? <clears throat> Amen. I done prayed myself rasping. Number two. This is, this is important. As we talk about having one more person. And you know, you might get into the thick of battle and you feel like you don't have anybody to call on. I mean, if you're in church, you shouldn't have that feeling. But sometimes you just feel like, man, I know I'm a part of a big church. But you know, it's just hard. You know, I, I, I need one person, somebody that's like-minded. Number two is whoever you are with must be in total agreement with you. If you got one other person, that person better be in total agreement with you. I love this. First Samuel 14, 7. Whenever Jonathan said, let's go up, he said, do what you think is best. The armor bearer replied, I am with you completely, whatever you decide. I love that. I'm in complete agreement with you. I'm with you completely, Jonathan. Whatever you want to do, let's roll. Whoever you have Warren with you, 
they must be in total agreement with you. Amen. Listen, I, I mean, we, we have a lot of brothers and sisters, you know, in the church, other, other, other churches, other denominations and whatnot. But I tell you what, when it comes to doing spiritual warfare, I tell you what, I want uh, not only a born again, but a spirit filled, Holy Ghost, tongue talking, demon casting out brother to stand with me. Amen. I want somebody that's like minded and not only that, that, that has the same, you know, uh, infilling of the spirit and the power and the mindset. Listen, you got to have a mindset for warfare. And that's why we're doing this. As Pastor Todd said, that's why the Lord dropped in the spirit early this year to mobilize, not only to teach on, but to mobilize the army. Cause for, for even in the church nowadays, some people don't have the mindset of warfare. They don't have the mindset. If a soldier goes into the heat of battle and he don't know he's in war, he'll be the first one picked off. Right? You see, Jonathan was a virtuous, daring, and selfless man who always spoke and act, spoke and acted with integrity. See, from this story, it seems like his armor bearer was the same way. He was selfless. Jonathan, whatever you decide, I'm completely with you. And you got to understand, in essence, this looked like a suicide mission. You got two guys and the Philistines. And actually, if you read in the chapter before, it says that the only person amongst all the army of Israel that even had a sword was Saul and Jonathan. I encourage you to read 1 Samuel chapter 13 before. It says none of the Israelite armies even had it because they were living amongst the Philistines and that all the blacksmiths were Philistines and when they needed to sharpen like an axe or a pick or anything, they would have to go to the Philistines uh, to get their stuff sharpened because they wouldn't allow them to have blacksmiths among them because they thought that we might build weapons. So you got to think. Out of, out of this army, they're going to face an army from what it says that he didn't even have a sword. I don't know what he had. I don't know if he just had them hands and he knew how to fight or what. Or he had a club or a spear or a stick or what he had. I don't know. But it says the chapter before that only Saul and Jonathan was the one that had swords. So when, 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 when this armor bearer said, I'm going to go with you, brother, it was like, it looked like a suicide mission. He said, but I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm in total agreement with you. So let's roll. Let's do it. And if the Lord is with us, he's going to help us. It don't matter. See, they understood that me and you can't do it. Two men, one sword against, you know, 20, 30, 50 Philistines. But if the Lord is with us, it don't matter. Right? If the Lord is with us, it don't matter. David had the same mindset. Saul tried to give him all his armor, you know, his, his, his helmet, his, his chest plate, his, his, all that. It didn't fit him. He said, man, I, like, I don't need all that. Give me five stones in the Lord and then we're going to take down this Philistine. Amen. You need not only someone that's like-minded and all that, but you need someone that is loyal and ready to go through the long haul with you if needed. You need somebody that's loyal. You don't want to team up with somebody, start doing warfare over your family, over something in your life, you know, and then, you know, after two days, they bail on you. Like, ah, brother, I can't, I can't, can't, you know, I can't come, I can't be praying with you never no more. I, I got stuff to do. Like, man, I'm dying over here. What do you mean you got stuff to do? You need somebody that's loyal, right? And not only loyal that's going to stay faithful to war with you, but let me tell you, somebody that's war, loyal and, and, and is going to have integrity and uh, also know how to keep their mouths shut. Let me just throw that in there. Amen? Because, you know, you don't, you don't want, you don't want uh, somebody that's warring with you to, you know, start spreading all the, 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 the nasty battle details. If y'all following with me, y'all tracking with me, 
That's what a loyal and once again a person of integrity will do is, brother, I'll go to war with you. Can lay out all your junk. Let's pray over it. Let's do warfare. Let's come against your family issues. Let's come against your children that might be, you know, rebelling and, and, and away from the Lord. Listen, you need somebody that's loyal. That's not going to be, oh, yo, you heard about your own kids. They are, they are, they're bad, man. Yeah, but let's pray for them. You know, that's, that's how Christians do, right? They give in a prayer request. Hey, be praying for so and so. Amen. Come on. Sean knows what I'm talking about. You need somebody that's like-minded, that's spirit-filled, that is loyal, that's ready to go to distance with you. That even though it looks like, man, what you talk, this is, that seems impossible, Phil. It seems like it might not ever change, but your brother will stand with you say, Phil, I'm standing with you. We're going to war. We're going to pray until we see something happen. Amen. That's the kind of person you need to team up with. Our people, you might have a group of them. Our people, listen, that's why we're here as a church. We want to stand with y'all. That, that you got to have like-minded people with you. Same heart, same spirit, same mind, same fervor, same fire, same just resolve that, you know what? We're going to get after it till something happens. No matter what, we ain't giving up. Even when it looks like things are getting worse, we still going to get after it. We still going to war. We still going to pray. We still going to worship. We still going to believe and have faith, right? You see, because the armor bearer had faith. See, it takes faith. When I was reading the scripture again, I love, love this story. I had some notes in my Bible when, when, where it says, if the Lord is with us, he will help us. I had a box that I wrote faith under it. So you got to have faith. And you got to have somebody that's going to have faith with you. If you go to battle with somebody, you don't want them to be like, man, I know we've been praying for like three months, but don't look like it's happening, man. Think we should keep praying? That's not who you want on your team. Amen? You want somebody that's full of faith. Full of fervor. Come on now. Amen. And I tell you, from personal experience, it is such a blessing and so necessary to have people like that in your life. I'm thankful that I have men in my life. Amen. I thank you that my wife is one of those people. One of those, she's obviously not a man. One of those warriors. I tell you what, those of us that are married that have a like-minded spouse, how important that is. That she's going to go to war no matter what. She's going to pray. She's going to, or he will. Amen. That's the, because sometimes even in the midst of a big church, again, it feels like it might just be you and your boo. Amen. <laughs> just y'all two warring together. Us against the world and the demons and all the, the devil and all. Come on now. It's just me and you, girl. Let's go. Like they say back, come on, ride or die. Let's do it. We're going to do warfare. We're going to, we're going to pray. Come on. I'm glad. I'm so thankful. That, that the Lord has sent me a warrior as a wife. I tell you, let me just stop for a minute and brag on my wife for a minute. One of the things that for all you single men and women out there, young men and women, one of the things that attracted me to my wife was she was so unashamed in her worship. You know, sometimes whenever you, you go out and you, you date, this is just a side note. I'm just going to go on this rabbit shell, so just y'all bear with me. Come on, it's all right if I brag on my wife. You know, sometimes whenever you, you know, you're in this like dating courting season, you know, you know, some girls want to be kind of like prim and proper. And I don't want to mess up my hair. I want them to think I'm, I'm cute and I'm all that kind of stuff. I never forget one time me and Cassie, we were going somewhere one night and I, I had just got saved too. So I was, you know, I was on fire and, and Cassie had been saved for a while and we were in my truck. I never forget. And we were, we were, we were going on a date somewhere and we, you know, and she was in the truck. We put on some worship music. And when I say this girl started worshiping, Forget messing up her hair. I think her hair got tangled. She was like, I mean, I'm serious though, but she was, it was so heartfelt. She was just worshiping in my truck. And I got like a single cab, little Ford Ranger. It wasn't even a big truck. 
and she's worshiping, hair flying, just praising the Lord. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. You know, from, from day one, I knew like this girl loved to war. She loved to worship. That, that was, and her thing is she still, she's such a worshiper. She's such a prayer. While when we would pray, man, we would pray together and just, I'm telling you, pray the pain off the walls. That's why I often said when people would ask me about, and I, when I, in youth ministry, when I talk about relationships and all that, I would often say, you know, whenever I got saved and I started praying about a wife, I didn't want a Christian wife. And the teenagers look at me like, what you talking about, Willis? I didn't want a Christian wife because there's a lot of Christians out there. I wanted to marry a girl that was on fire for the Lord, that was unashamed, and that said, I will become even more undignified than this. And that's Cassie to the T. Amen? Come on. All right. Come on. I'm a blessed man. I wish she was here to hear all that. Amen? She knows, though. Thank you. Send her the DVD. But I'm saying that. that She don't have to be here. That's why I'm telling you all that. Because I mean that from my heart. Amen? All right. Let me go on. You see, I get distracted. Start talking about my wife. I'd be, I'll start preaching about Cassie next. Number three, number three, the enemy will taunt you and try to intimidate you. Pastor Todd hit on this on Sunday, but look from this story. We see it again. First Samuel 14, 11 through 12. When the Philistines saw them coming, they shouted, look, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Then the men from the, the, the outpost shouted to Jonathan, come up here and we'll teach you a lesson. See, the first thing the enemy did was taunt them and mock them. Huh, look, look at the little puny Hebrews. Oh, y'all finally coming out y'all hoes, huh? Oh, you're finally ready to come war. You're finally ready to do battle. You know, our enemy does the same thing. You know, some, some people have, have, have been sitting idle and not warring. And, you know, as soon as you, okay, you know, Pastor Todd's been preaching on, on, on warfare, born for battle. We pray. I went and pray with Brother Rob on, on Sunday. Man, I'm after it. But then Monday comes around and you're like, you start hearing some taunting and some mocking from the enemy. What do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing trying to go pray, trying to do that? Since, since when? You know, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. The enemy likes to whisper and try to taunt us and try to be like, you, you hadn't prayed in a month. Why are you going to go pray in the prayer meeting now like you're all spiritual? Don't listen to him. He's a liar. He's going to try to taunt you. He's going to try to mock you. And just let him know. You're right, Satan. I hadn't prayed in a month, but I'm praying now. And you're going to have to deal with it. Amen. I'm worshiping now. I'm praying now. I'm, I'm, I have enlisted in the battle. My sword's been up long enough. I just took it off. I shined it up. And now I'm in the battle. Don't allow the enemy to taunt you. And definitely don't allow him to intimidate you. They said, come on. Come on up here. And we're going to teach you a lesson. See, Pastor Todd hit on this on Sunday. He said a lot of people... Haven't, haven't done warfare, haven't entered into the battle because they're scared of what's going to happen. They're scared there might be some repercussions. They're scared that the enemy's going to attack them and their family. So they're like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to kick up no dust. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything, you know, because, because he's threatening to do stuff to me. Listen, man, you have authority over all the powers of the enemy. You have authority over all the powers of the enemy. Jesus said, you can walk on serpents, on scorpions. They will not harm you. We got to realize greater is he that is in us than any demon that is in the world. Than the enemy or any. We got to realize, come up here and we teach you a lesson. All right, let's go. 
It's on. Shots fired. Let's go. Some people have not engaged in the battle because the enemy has succeeded in intimidating them. It might be you. You might be sitting here until tonight. And the enemy has succeeded in intimidating you. And you've been, you've been kept put, stayed put. No more, church. No more. Rise up. Rise up. I'm hoping, I'm praying that if there's anybody here tonight that's been intimidated by the evil one, that that intimidation would be broken off of you tonight and you'd be ready to war. You'd be ready. You got to realize you are born for battle. Don't allow the enemy to intimidate you. Because you know what? What was awesome about that story is that he said, if they say come up here, then we'll know it's the Lord and he's with us. And so when they called him out and tried to intimidate, come up here and we'll teach you a lesson, Jonathan said. Let's go. I love that. They tried to intimidate them. They engaged and they won the battle. Amen. Come on. Like they say, the best defense is a good offense. Amen. Come on. Stop getting on the defensive. Be on the offensive. When Satan calls you out, go knock him out. Amen. And, and Pastor Todd uses scripture. And I just want to use it to reiterate 1 Peter 5, 8, 9. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Pastor Ty talked about that Sunday, that a roaring lion, that a lion paralyzes its prey with fear, intimidation from the roar. It says he's like, he intimidates a lion, but he's not a lion. Once again, like Pastor Ty said, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Once again, you see, the enemy always tries to counterfeit Jesus. The Bible says Jesus is the lion. It says that the devil is like a lion. He's just intimidating a lion, trying to paralyze us with fear. But let's do like Jonathan and his armor bearer. When he calls us out, let's go up to the battle. Amen? All right, let's finish reading the story now. And see, after this, after Jonathan and his armor bearer had this great defeat, said he killed 20-something people, just him and his armor bearer. Let's continue on. Let's pick up the story in verse 16. 1 Samuel 14, 16 through 23 says, Saul's lookouts in Gibeah of Benjamin saw a strange sight. The vast army of the Philistines began to melt away in every direction. Call the roll and find out who's missing, Saul ordered. And when they checked, they found out that Jonathan and his armor bearer were gone. Then Saul shouted to Ahijah, bring the ephod here. For at that time, Ahijah was wearing the ephod in front of the uh, Israelites. But while Saul was still talking to the priest, the confusion in the, the Philistine camp grew louder and louder. So Saul said to the priest, never mind, let's get going. Then Saul and all his men rushed out to battle and found the Philistines killing each other. There was terrible confusion everywhere. Even the Hebrews had previously gone over to the Philistine army, revolted and joined with Saul, Jonathan, and the rest of the Israelites. Likewise, the men of Israel who were hiding in the hill country of Ephraim joined the chase when they saw the Philistines running away. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle continued to rage even beyond Bethaven. Listen, number four, when a few engage in battle, it will stir up. Many to do the same. I love this. Only two people rose up to go fight the Philistines. And we see later, whenever the confusion broke out, they looked over. The Philistine, the, the, the Israelite army, once again in chapter 13, talks about Saul had 600 men left. All 600 men, they were just like, man, they wasn't doing anything. There was others hiding away. There was others that had joined the Philistines. But when only two people rose up, 
and said, we're going to engage the enemy in battle. What it did was it saw that their, their success and supernaturally there was confusion. The Philistines started killing each other. It rose up other people, stirred up other Israelites to join the battle. Amen. There are two different kind of people that were stirred up. In 1 Samuel 14, 21, 22, it says, even the Hebrews who had previously gone over to the Philistine army were voted and joined in with Saul, Jonathan, and the rest of the Israelite. These people can represent the backslider that went back to the world. It says it was Israelites, Hebrews, Jews that had went joined the enemy. So this could represent the, 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 the backslider that's went back. And you know, when they see something happening, when they see through warfare, through intercession, God moving, you know what? They perk up and like, man, I used to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that again. Come on, somebody. The second thing it could represent too, as I was studying today, I, I read, I read a, a commentary that said, uh, however, though, the statement could also suggest the, that the word revolted could suggest that they might have been taken as prisoners of war and forced into the Philistines service. Either or this could represent people that have been taken captive by strongholds. The enemy has taken them captive. So they're not able to do warfare. They're so bound up. They have a stronghold. Because listen, I remember one of my good friends, a man of God, told me this years ago. He said, you know, there's something about a stronghold, especially a stronghold in your mind. You know, a stronghold doesn't allow uh, people to, to be free. But a stronghold also doesn't allow people in. See, when you bound up, you can't get out and you don't want to allow people in. But when people start doing warfare for you, come on, somebody, it begins to break down that stronghold. That stronghold gets scattered and starts shifting around, gets confused, and then what happens? You can be free. When we start warring for other people, with other people, not only will it stir them up, but it helps set them free and they can join the battle. Come on now. Amen? And the second group of people here that we see, and I love this. It says in 1 Samuel 14, 23, uh, 22 and 23, likewise, like another group of people, the men of Israel who were hiding in the hill country of Ephraim joined the chase when they saw the Philistines running away. This represents those that were hiding because they were scared. We just mentioned that, those that are scared and intimidated. Listen, if that's you here tonight, I, I, I love what it says. And even for the, the rest, I mean, we see only a small portion of people come to church on Wednesday or come to our prayer meetings. But I'm believing those that might have been scared, those that might have been hiding because they're fearful as we continue to war, as we continue to enlist and engage in the battle. Come on, I'm believing that people are going to come out of hiding and engage with us. Amen. People are going to come out and be set free from fear and say, you know what? They see our bonus and it'll, that bonus will be contagious. The righteous as bold as a lion. Amen. Come on. Whenever we war, we'll stir up others. We might be the few. We might be the few. But I'm believing that these few can serve the rest of those that have come on Sunday mornings and beyond. Amen. Amen. Come on. As we close, why don't you stand up with me? Come on, I'll have the worship team come back out here and, and we're going to close out with some worship, some warfare. Once again, you might feel like you're the only one or you're the only few that's truly warring. Listen, even if you are, I want to encourage you, keep warring, keep engaging, keep getting after it. It's worth it. Keep on, keep it on. 
Like they said, a lot of times we quit right before the breakthrough. And we've seen clearly that even when we do this, it'll begin to stir up others. I want to encourage you again, Sunday mornings, this Sunday, we're going to have prayer again. The next two Sundays, this Sunday coming up and the next. Two prayer meetings before service, 8.30 and 10.30, right before the service. We'll be up there praying, interceding, doing warfare. I want to encourage you. Listen, more people to come up there to join. You might be stirred tonight. You can stir other people to do the same. Come on, tonight you might be backslidden. You might be in bondage. But tonight you can be set free. You might be in bondage to fear. You might be fearful to war tonight. Come on, we, we're going to believe that you'll be set free. Amen. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, just begin to pray. Come on, you feel with the Spirit of God. Just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Just begin to pray in tongues right now. If you feel with the Holy Ghost. Come on, nobody looking around. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on. Come on. If you say right now, Brandon, come on. I haven't, I haven't been engaged in the battle. I'm ready to engage. Even after a couple weeks of this, of this uh, series, come on, I still haven't fully engaged. I haven't fully committed, but I want to. That's you. Just lift both your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I need to engage. I haven't been fully engaged, but I want to engage. That's me. That's me. Come on, keep your hands up right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see every hand that's raised, every hand that's lifted right now, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray, rise up a mighty army. Rise up these warriors. Raise up these warriors, God. Raise them up, Lord God, as they're signifying by the lifting of their hands tonight, Lord God, that they want to, Lord God, engage in the battle. They're ready to do battle, Lord God, that the few are starting to turn into many right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Come on. We're about to do, we're about to pray some more, do some more warfare. Those of y'all, lift your, you put your hands down. Now, everybody, you can put your hands down. Now, the second group of people. Maybe you say, you know what, Brandon, I feel like, you know what, I, I'm in bondage right now. I feel like I've been having this stronghold in my life, and it has prevented me from, from truly engaging and doing warfare. If that's you, I want you to just slip up your hand and say, I want to be free tonight. Come on, I see hands going up. Anybody else? I feel like I've been, I've been struggling. I've been held captive, just like those men that were held captives. But you say, I'm ready. Come on, let's pray. Every hand that's lifted right now. Come on, if you have somebody around you with their hand up, come on, put your hand on them. Lay your hand on them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all of those right now with their hands lifted, Father God. And I pray, Lord, for strongholds to be broken in Jesus' name. I pray strongholds to be broken off of their lives, Father God, that you would set them free, Lord. Who the Son sets free, we thank you are free indeed. I thank you, Lord God, that you are setting the captives free right now, tonight in this house. That captives are being set free right now in Jesus' name. That bondages are being broken. Oh, we rebuke every spirit of bondage right now. In Jesus' name, we rebuke it. We forbid it for operating, Lord, in my brother and sister's life right now. And all around this sanctuary, I thank you that strongholds are being broken, Lord. In Jesus' name, oh, set the captives free, Lord. Set the captives free. Let there be freedom to the captives, Lord. In Jesus' name, oh, we rebuke every single bondage, every stronghold, all captivity. I thank you. Loose your hold in Jesus' name. I command you to loose your hold in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command loose your hold in the name of Jesus. I bind up every demonic spirit of bondage right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare, be set free in Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' name. Show the Baba say day. Show the Baba say the Baba. Show the Baba say day 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 day. Show the Baba. Son the Baba. Son the Baba. Come on, you you may the last group of people. Come on, you may be you may be in fear right now. You've been hiding. You say, Brandon, just as Pastor Todd said Sunday, I don't want to pop my head up because I think the enemy will see me. I've been intimidated. I've been fearful, but I don't want to be fearful no more. I want to engage. If that's you, come on, lift your hands up to the Lord. If that's you, lift your hands up. In Jesus' name. Come on, see your hands. Come on, lift them high. I'll be the first step of breaking intimidation off your life. Lift them high and declare it. I ain't scared no more. I'm not going to be fearful no more. Come on, let's pray for these. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. You have not given my brothers and sisters a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Lord, I pray that you would break fear off of every one of these lies that have their hands lifted, Lord. In the name of Jesus, no more will there be tormented by fear, Lord God, that you would set them free, Lord God, that the fearful will become forceful, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that a mighty force of your army will rise up from those that are fearful, that no longer will they be hiding, Lord, but that they would come out of hiding, that they would, Lord God, join the battle, and that they would know that no weapon formed against them shall prosper nor succeed. We thank you that you're exposing lies and that you are setting people free from fear and bondage, Lord God, with your truth, with the truth of the Word of God. We thank you, Father God, that you're setting us free, that you're enlisting us into the battle, and that there's a mighty, mighty army rising up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we worship you. We know that all of this is possible because of you. Lord, we know we can't war on our own. We can't do battle. We can't do any of this without you. Lord, we can't do this on our own, nor do we want to. Lord Jesus, we need your help. You fight our battles for us, with us. You are the Lord who is the water. Help us, Lord, to remember that our identity is in you. That you are the general, Lord God, and we are submitted. We are surrendered to you, your will, and your way. Lord, we pray, have your way amongst your army, Lord. Have your way. Continue to train and transform us. That would be more like you. That, Lord God, we'd be quick to carry out your marching orders. That we don't doubt, that we don't try to reason it, but that, Lord, we, that we hear and we heed and we obey. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the army that you're rising up. I thank you, Father, for the soldiers that are already enlisted in the battle, that are warring now. And that they're increasing from a few to many, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. And amen. Well, God bless y'all. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing. Amen. I'm excited. Come on, you can just sense it. Pastor Tom was actually sharing some testimonies with us in a pastor's meeting this week already just as we've been warred as we've been things that have been getting stirred up things that are getting broken people that are experiencing the fruits of the battle amen 
Come on, it's worth it. Once again, it's worth it. Amen.